Are you still stepping? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Partners in Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Dr. J, and it is a privilege to be able to share with you again another portion of Keep Stepping. That's what we're talking about. Step up, step back, and step out. So today, we're going to talk about step back for a few minutes. Uh, In the Word of God, we see something that always enlightens us. If you're not a person who believes in having a foundation in the Word, you're probably not going to get anything out of these podcasts. I believe that the foundation for all of us is God's Word. So, when we talked about step up, it was taking on the work and the call that's on one's life. Today, we're talking about step back. In other words, step back means to invest in the next generation, the parenting, the mentoring. 2 Timothy 4 and 11 says, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Now, profitable means useful. It means easy to make use of. Do you, do you get that? When we invest in our children, when we invest in the generation or two behind us, I'm looking at almost three generations behind me now, uh, of parenting and mentoring. And when I see this, I'm thinking about the activity we have to be able to give to them and share with them. Now, one of the greatest challenges is knowing the highest call on your life as a male, my life as a male, is to be a father. We are seeking all these other high titles and great things, and nothing wrong with that. But the highest call on a man's life is father. Jesus prayed that, our father, which art in heaven. He didn't give any of the governmental names or tetragrammatic names. He said, our father, which means the patriarch, the principal one, the teacher, the chief. So the ultimate call is to be a father. We must teach our young men. That's the ultimate call in your life is to become a father, the teacher of a son. But you should not be a father before you are a husband. This is God's order because husband means the worshiper. Uh, When you look at the word husband, there were five specific uh, ministries, five specific callings, five specific uh, principles attached to the word husband. The worshiper, the worker, the instructor, the enhancer, and the protector. Let's talk about that quickly. We've done it before, but it bears repeating. Maybe you missed that time. Husband. The first thing we see that God did with Adam was make him a worshiper. And God said to all of us, we must be worshipers. Uh, he, he worshiped God. God told him after worshiping him, which means showing the worth of God. Showing the worth of him is when we worship him. So a husband, a man, if he's going to be a really good husband, he must be a worshiper of God. Then he must be a worker. He must know his call, what he is called to do in life. A worker doesn't mean just going out and finding something physical to do. It means that you're working the part that adds to the body of Christ and adds to your community as well as your family. Knowing where you fit. Jump in where you fit in. That's a worker. You know that. Thirdly, an instructor, which means this man 
knows how to instruct his family in the word of God and worship and working because he has been that himself. We don't need people who can talk to talk without walking the walk. So we see worshiper, worker, instructor. This is a, the husband. Then he must be an enhancer. Now, the most important thing about an enhancer means that you're making something better. The enhancer means that when you are accepting this particular woman as your wife, the father brings her down the aisle in the U.S. culture. We bring her down the aisle as a father gives this young lady to his son-in-law. The son-in-law now can enhance her because he's a worshiper, he's a worker and an instructor. He knows how to make her better, not bitter. His intimacy to her, his worship with God before God, his working with her, working together in whatever the call is, the ability to be an instructor to her. And then finally, he's a protector. You've got to be the protector or the band around the house. The word husband means band around the house. So we see here, God is calling that in the man's life. As a father, I must be teaching my son these particular uh, attributes that would make him a great husband. But before he can become a husband, he must be a brother. Now, he may not be a biological brother, but he must learn to work with other men, other people, and be a brother of accountability, a kindred, finding people of kindred spirit so that you can learn and grow Iron sharpeneth iron. So does the countenance of a brother sharpen the countenance of another brother. Iron sharpened iron. We must learn how to help each other become stronger. I'll never forget watching my dad. He lost his uh, sharpener. He always had an axe and he always had a file to file them to sharpen them. He couldn't find that file. And so I watched him take two axes by the head, by the uh, the handles, and he began to twist his hands and sharpen one axe with the other axe. And amazingly, it worked. The file was not found, but by having two axe heads, he could sharpen one and the other with the dull one and the other one being dull. He could still sharpen them. That's what a brother does to another brother, being able to talk to each other, being able to make them accountable for their actions, for their words, for what they have not done as well as what they are doing. You got to be a brother of accountability. And before that, you must be a son. And you can rotate between being a brother and a son anytime. But a son means one who is going to be the builder of the family, the learner. And that's what a father does. Pour back into a son to make him understand that you're going to be the builder of a family. And you want a legacy that is done right. How do you do that? You do it by first learning that you got to be poured into. You are profitable. You have the goods. You see, the word ignorant is lost a lot of times. In the word, in the Bible, when God says ignorance, or we find the, the word in its own context used, it really means one who has the ability to comprehend, but the information has not arrived yet. Ignorance does not mean stupidity or one who is a moron. It means that one who has the intelligence but has not received the information yet. So ignorance only means an empty space for more information, for education. 
the possibilities are there, the ability is there. And so what we must recognize is that to be a learner, you have to be a person who's going to get information. As a matter of fact, good doctors and good counselors uh, will go to the role of ignorance. Now watch what I'm saying. Don't get, don't go off on me. In other words, they will empty out to clearly hear what the patient is saying. When you clearly, when you're quiet and clearly calm, you can hear and you can begin to build uh, what that person needs to be successful. If you're a medical doctor, you need to hear your patients. If you're a counselor, you need to hear your patients so you can understand where they're coming from. Sometimes it takes them a while to get out what they are feeling or what's going on. But that's what step back means. Step back, put them out front, pour into them that they can become the people, the person, the son, the brother, the husband, and the father they're called to be. Maybe you got a daughter. Well, the calling on her life is still the same. Proverbs chapter 31, beginning in verse 10, you will see God's call on a woman and she still has to offer herself as a greater vessel. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have a responsibility in the community as a team. We're talking about where that road leads. Step up, do your part, step back and pour into others. Next week, step out. Remember, marriage is not a destination. It's a journey of love.